in college and we were having, and we had these, these group discussions um, during visibility days, like trans visibility day, by visibility day, all that we, we had group discussions and everybody was very engaged and very involved. And then the asexual, aromanticism, like all that kind of thing came up for visibility day and people were speaking over us and they were talking over us and being disrespectful. And eventually I just snapped. Mm. I just snapped and I was like, you realize that like, nobody did this during bi visibility day. Nobody did this during trans visibility day. This is literally what we're fucking talking about right now is the fact that not only do you not listen, you are literally speaking over us. Mm. Hello and welcome to Coffee with Collins. My name is Collins. I am the host for the podcast. This week we have Kaya on the episode. This is my first interview in quite some time, so I appreciate you clicking on the episode. This was recorded June 25th, the day after Roe v. Wade was a return by the U.S. Supreme Court. So if it's something that you aren't able to listen to at this time or... Um, you want to come back to this episode, please feel free. Your mental health is a little bit more important to me than the views and clicks on the podcast. So thank you so much for checking out the episode. We are talking about queer issues. We are talking about growing up and kind of what's that like and getting to know Kaya. Kaya is an amazing person. I found them on TikTok and I was just scrolling on my uh, for your page and I just saw this really cute person that had similar stories kind of very similar experiences but the one thing that they do is they do like more story time or more this is my shared life experience or these are the things that i'm going on and i really like it when people do that so i thought that they would be a good person for this podcast now kaya does use they them pronouns uh they also have referred to themselves as she but for the podcast sake i want to make sure that we are using the correct pronouns moving forward so Please welcome Kaya to the podcast. Before we do that, thank you so much for, to my patrons over at patreon.com slash callsorgs. Justin, Michael, Brendan, Yappi, Ella, Aaron, and John, thank you so much for all of your continued donation over to the to the Patreon. Your Patreon exclusive merch is going out this week. We had a COVID run-in in my household, so I've been waiting for those negative COVID results to come through so that we can get all of your merch out as swiftly as possible without the risk of exposure. So thank you so much for your patience. I love you very much. And let's just jump into the episode. Remember, you can find us on all social media at Callsworks or over at TikTok at underscore queer auntie. Let me know if you have any questions. But this is my interview with Kaya. Hello, good morning, Kaya. How's it going? Oh man, it's going. Yeah, we are recording this <laughs> on June twenty fifth. So it's it's been it's been an interesting twenty four hours, wouldn't you say? Oh man, yeah, interesting is not the word that I would use, uh, but it's definitely <laughs> been eventful. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. So with coffee with uh, coffee with Colin. So with the podcast, I I gotta know what are you drinking this morning. Um, girl, let me tell you, I got a little fancy. <laughs> got a little fancy. So, you know, I got my Starbies Veranda Blend because that is what was on sale at Walmart. Yeah. So, um, but I made it into a latte and I put some chocolate powder on it. So. And this is all we want is to treat ourselves, right? Yes. It's been a rough day. Like <laughs> you said, I deserve a little milk foam and chocolate powder on my on my latte and that uh, that's kind of how i feel it's a little it's a little fuck it central over here oh uh, tell me yeah oh by the way you can swear on the podcast because oh hot damn because <laughs> i've got a potty mouth <laughs> oh my goodness well um so briefly uh tell me about yourself and kind of how we know each other yeah, so again, my name is Kaya, um, user xkayalina on TikTok, which is where we met, yeah. um, because you are literally an angel, <laughs> um, definitely one of my favorite mutuals. Thanks. We have so much in common, and we have like so much to talk about, so I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, 
But other than that, other than being on TikTok, the CEO of No Thoughts, Just Crochet and Vibe, which is, <laughs> that is my brand and I'm here for it. Oh my uh, God. I just, uh, I'm a cannabis professional in Kansas City. So uh, my whole life is dedicated to, to that, <laughs> which is definitely I uh, love interesting. That. Yeah, it's super interesting. I didn't know um, that cannabis is legal where you are I yeah so it's medical only okay and that and that definitely makes it a little bit more strict and difficult but um definitely a lot more fulfilling yeah well I mean up here in Washington state we were one of the first states to um make it legal uh recreationally and um I I have I have ADHD I think everybody on the podcast knows um and the choir (laughs) i have like uh i forget what it's called but it's when there's too many choices i freeze um oh yeah absolutely (laughs) and Um, all these all these little shops that i'm like okay when when things were first legal you go in okay like you know here your you know pre-rolls here's your nugs here's your you know whatever you know edibles all over here like and now it's like there's it's so a renaissance many, it it is i i think that i think that people have really tapped into the you know medical benefits i guess of cannabis and- absolutely and then there are recreational benefits as well like don't get me wrong uh, <laughs> i enjoy it but i've seen some amazing things and i've seen some really awesome treatment um come from it i've seen you know autistic patients come out of their shell i've seen cancer patients you know, beat cancer. Uh, and it's not to say it's wholly based on cannabis, but mm-hmm. it's nice to be a part of the treatment team. Yeah. Oh, but it is truly a renaissance. My sister just showed me in St. Louis, they don't have them here, but in St. Louis, they have infused potato chips. Oh, it's two what? of my favorite things. <laughs> Sign me up. I was just excited to get like chocolate bars. We just got cookies brand. Like yeah. it was a big deal. And yeah. then she's like, oh, yeah, we got potato chips. I said, well, they- yeah. here I thought we were, like, ahead of the curve, ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. There, there's actually a coffee company here um, that they have it infused in their coffee. And I thought that was the most okay. Seattle thing that I have ever heard. <laughs> Absolutely. Coffee. If you don't think that I'm infusing my caramel macchiato, yeah. like... <laughs> Come on, Starbies. It better be in that caramel drizzle. That's why I asked for mm-hmm. extra. That is always why we ask for extra. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think the thing that uh, drew me to your content on TikTok is how unapologetic you are. Like, oh, thank you. I mean, not only that, you're just so cute and um, oh. so beautiful. Um, <laughs> but I just love the way that you communicate with people and just, I mean, I don't, I don't know how any, any other way to say it, how unapologetic you are. You just are who you are and you pull things out and you play things as straight as, you know, possible, uh, which is ironic because today we're talking about, (laughs) we're talking about queer culture and it's literally um, the straightest thing about me is how (laughs) forward I am. And that's it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I absolutely, I appreciate that, Collins. That's so sweet of you. Of course. You're, so, well, you're an angel. Well, I am sweet and sour at the same time. So, which is. And I love it. My favorite candy. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the celebration of Pride Month, um, I'm kind of extending Pride Month into July because. Uh, a lot of my interviews uh, had to be rescheduled because of world things. <laughs> yes, of course. The world is a mess right now. Yeah. And I had to go in. Uh... <laughs> I broke my tooth this last week. Oh, my so... gosh. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, to talk for a while. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, no. How did you manage that? Oh, um, I mean... So we just clumsy because that's how I broke my tooth. <laughs> I broke my tooth while walking and chewing gum at the same time. Oh my gosh! I... 
I was um I was actually eating this candy um from Japan called mm. uh milky I don't milky I don't know milky ton no I don't know I can't read it um I still have the bag on my desk that's the thing um but it's like a like a strawberry milk candy so do you mm. remember like back I mean back in the early 2000s they had like the strawberries and cream or like oranges and cream like, oh my like, god the lifesavers yes yes oh I think god. about those daily well I found Gen Z can't bring those back for us I They'll know bring back mom jeans and crop tops and Mexican the... pizza. Mexican pizza that came back on my birthday they did that for me they did that for you they well, did that for me but yeah I was uh I was having one of those hard candies from Japan, which are comparable, oh, but they're not the same. And when you've been like sucking on them for a while, they get kind of gummy. And mm. it was stuck on my tooth. So I was like playing with it with my tongue, you know, not like mindlessly wandering. I'm playing the Sims, like nothing is going on in my brain. And all of a sudden I just feel like a release of pressure. And I was like, What? And it was just, oh. just, um, and it's in the shape of my filling, which I, um, oh. I knew had, I had had a filling there. So, um, you know, some bad, um, dentistry from the, uh, <laughs> I, I, my, my dad was in the Navy, so we had Navy insurance, which is like worse mm-hmm. than state mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I now have all these fillings from when I was a child that are just cracking and, you know Damn. so yeah had yeah. To... it's a rough life yeah i have a temporary really going fix through it. Uh, yeah oh, i'm good. really going through it and gosh I'm really going through it today <laughs> i'm so sorry sweetheart during, you're really going through it during pride month but um how that's honestly that's phobic <laughs> right there frankly uh, oh my gosh you know it's it's so funny because like like I I wouldn't assume that you are queer, but because I'm also queer, I I can spot other queer people just by how they talk and how they, you know, talk about life and, you know, family culture and all the things because we we know each other, right? Yeah, I think it's definitely there's some nuance there about the way, especially the way we speak about queerness. Mm-hmm. And I think that only someone who has explored their queerness as deeply as we have, because mm-hmm. I think it's something, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is something that we can identify with each other. There's something strange about being queer, non-binary, but still femme presenting. Yeah. And there's something in there that's just like, I have to find the right words to express my identity, to express how I feel, but to be respectful of others because I know what it is to be disrespected. Of course. Um, Tell me about kind of being queer and, you know, how it shaped in your fundamental years and going into adulthood. Yeah, I think for me... um, my mom is the one who raised me. My parents separated when I was very, very young. I was probably about two or three years old. Um, and I was raised by my mother primarily. And she's always been very liberal, very progressive. Um, and my earliest experiences with like queerness and um, the LGBT community in general was um, she used to take me when I was like three or four. I was a child, a wee lass. And she would take me with her to go help her friends prepare for their drag shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she would help them do their hair and makeup and get them dressed. And I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I didn't even experience homophobia until I was probably 13 or 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And that was awakening and upsetting and I didn't like it. Um, but my queerness in, in me was always celebrated. I was always told growing up, <clears throat> um, excuse me, no matter who I chose to fall in love with, as long as they were respectful of me and they treated me well and I was happy, then she would be happy. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of it, which was awesome. Um, And then I think my story is pretty standard. I came out as bisexual, then I came out as pansexual, and then I realized asexuality was a thing. And I said, Jesus, it took me this (laughs) fucking long Yeah. And so, and now as an asexual adult, I look back and I'm like, oh, 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 wow, oh, man, oh, 
She was ace from the start. Yeah. Did not stand a chance. <laughs> and I had my slut phase too. And even during my slut phase, which everybody I highly recommend should have a slut phase. Uh, it's really fun. <laughs> yes. There's no shade here. Uh, but during my slut phase, um, I really started to realize how unhappy I was during my slut phase. I was just yeah. like, you know what? Sex ain't it. Boys ain't it girls ain't it they're fun to look at they're fun to talk to they're fun to snuggle but this sex stuff pass miss me with that shit yeah it's interesting because a lot of asexual people that's like a huge misconception that they feel is that just because you know you don't really have that desire to have sex it doesn't mean that you don't want that intimacy Right, exactly. And I mean, I've been in a relationship with my partner for almost 10 years now. And so it has been its own burden. But I still I mean, I still feel that we have a fairly healthy sexual relationship just because Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to all the time doesn't mean I don't I still pull like I still get it. Right. Look at me after all. How could I not? (laughs) Come on. But it's definitely, it's confusing. It's confusing to other people. It's confusing to me. There have been multiple times where, now, since I didn't experience homophobia until I was 13 or 14, I have experienced ace phobia quite regularly mm-hmm. since I've come out. And I've been back in the closet at least twice. Oh, well. Which tell, was really frustrating. Tell me about that. I'm, I'm sorry that that was your experience. Um, Shit happens, you know. Um, it is what it is. The first time I came out, my mom was a little bit misunderstanding she said the typical like oh it's just a side effect of your antidepressants like Mm. you just have a low libido because of your depression stuff like that blaming it on other stuff and I was like no like you're not listening the second time I came out to her she said oh I understand and then she came out as asexual and I said see oh think about it (laughs) all you gotta do is just think critically yeah and just take some time and took her a couple it took her a while to get used to it but she's a little more understanding the second time I was the co-president of our GSA in college and mm-hmm. we were having and we had these debi- these group discussions um during visibility days like trans visibility day by visibility day all that we we had group discussions and everybody was very engaged and very involved and then the asexual aromanticism like all that kind of thing came up for visibility day and people were speaking over us and they were talking over us and being disrespectful. And eventually I just snapped. Mm. I just snapped. And I was like, you realize that like, nobody did this during bi visibility day. Nobody did this during trans visibility day. This is literally what we're fucking talking about right now is the fact that not only do you not listen, you are literally speaking over us. Mm. You are talking louder than we are when we're talking about how frustrating it is to be ignored. Yeah. And at that, and, and and they told me I was kind of blowing it out of proportion and I was being disrespectful. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you. I'm out. And I did. And I never went back to that GSA. <laughs> I never went back to that school. Oh. Uh, and then I just stopped being asexual, end quote, for a while because it was just too difficult to explain. It was too difficult to just cope with. And now I'm comfortable being asexual, but I'm going through the same thing as being non-binary. I've stopped mm. correcting people on my pronouns because I just genuinely do not have the fucking energy yeah (laughs) I just don't I just don't care I just don't care yeah uh I mean that's kind of where I'm at in the realm of things I just feel like it's take a lot of energy to be you know to say hey um uh, these are actually my pronouns these are actually this is actually how I perceive myself um and what I hate is (laughs) what I hate is when I post things like um, I'm not never going to correct someone on you know the use of pronouns because if you respect me you will notice and you will continue to respect me I understand slip up you know whatever and I I still acknowledge the you know yes queens and the yes girl you know all the things like because sometimes to myself that's a problem I have (laughs) I mean, to my everyone is girl. Yeah, everyone is yeah G O R L. (laughs) Yeah, everyone is girl. Everyone, and I hate doing it because I know it bothers people, but it's it's like it's ingrained in me. Yeah, and I'm genuinely trying to stop. Well, that's the thing. It's like you don't know until somebody tells you that bothers me. You know what I mean? So like exactly. 
but it's that form of respect where it's you know okay you've communicated which a lot of people do not communicate and that's also um you know when you're neurodivergent and other people aren't communicating it's like setting off a bomb but yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely it's the thing with with pronouns because you know with non-binary folk it's we're kind of in this you know not as charted territory it definitely has been charted it definitely has been uh you know explored by other people and all the things but for me probably for you probably for the listeners listening sometimes the spoons that it takes to call something out because anytime you have to call something out in someone they have to swallow their pride and you have to think it is this person going to be receptive is it worth the confrontation right like is it worth the effort that i'm gonna have to put in to argue with you right 99 percent of the time the answer is absolutely fucking not no (laughs) no i'm I'm never gonna see you again it's like it's a customer it's a passerby it's like ad whatever you know even my own mom i don't care i've been her daughter for 29 years if she keeps Mm -hmm. calling me her daughter i mean what what am i gonna do yell Mm -hmm. at my mom what am i some kind of monster yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna Uh... do that but, but absolutely, yeah. It's definitely something that's, I feel like, newer in, like, the mainstream, in the modern yeah. kind of lingo. This is something that's fairly new to a lot of people. And while the, you know, the trails have been blazed, like you said, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something that's, like, uh, it's newer to the public eye. I think right. this is becoming a lot more common, especially with, like, the younger generation, with, like, kids and teenagers and young adults, um, people significantly younger than myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Gender is a social construct <clears throat> and it sucks and I hate it. <laughs> and if yeah. the kids want to get rid of it, hell yeah. You want to get rid of skinny jeans uh, over my dead body, but you can get rid of gender <laughs> constructs. No problem. That's fine. Oh, um, so over, over on, you know, my social medias um, outside of TikTok, I have been doing like kind of some you know queer and trans I guess facts or history Mm -hmm. that a lot of the cis normies I guess I say um wouldn't know because right unfortunately I still have community with people who I'm their only queer friend yeah same and you know I I've just been researching these different you know, historians, and I have a book over here that I've been like, you know, fumbling through and learning more myself. And uh, my therapist actually brought up Leslie Feinberg, who is one of the biggest butch lesbian transgender activists um, that really blazed the trail for us. And even Leslie, um, when, you know, she was alive, kind of did the whole thing of like if it brings somebody harm to be corrected by the use of pronouns because they used she her they them zer them pronouns mm-hmm. they you know their whole concept was if it's going to bring someone harm i'm not going to correct someone right absolutely the- the whole realm is to be inclusive and it's to you know facilitate a community and if it's going to cause someone irreparable damage that every time they see you they avoid you because they forgot or you know they don't want to you know mess up it's it's kind Mm. of treat people with compassion but some people i don't have compassion for and that's why absolutely (laughs) there are some people who deserve to be bullied yeah (laughs) that's fine absolutely i feel the same way there are just some people (laughs) who just deserve it but I kind of, I find that really interesting because it almost sounds like that would be an argument for, for correcting yeah. um, people when they use the wrong pronouns, because nine times out of 10, it would not cause them irreparable damage yeah. to be corrected. It would just make them uncomfortable for a minute. Yeah. I'm, and all then, about, I'm all about and I, people uncomfortable with that. See, I like <laughs> it in theory, but I'm a people pleaser in practice. <laughs> 
So uh, I'm petrified. <laughs> I'm petrified to create a, a discomfort, but I do enjoy being like hilariously awkward. Oh yeah. Um, and just, you know, really bugging people with that, but only in certain contexts. <laughs> but that's why I'm glad I have people like you who can go out there and, and, and I think that's really interesting that I am such a people pleaser and I am definitely one of those who avoids conflict at all times, but yet you say I'm unapologetic yeah the things that I say and that's a new thing for me I want to say that's a new Kaya that's a new brand this is Kaya breaking out of their shell like I'm doing my best to be unapologetic because frankly I've been here for 29 years I'm still just as annoying as I was back then only now <laughs> I can exploit that for content so and so yeah in the realm of dressing um what are your thoughts? Because I know with being queer and non-binary, it is really easy for non-curvaceous, you know, female presenting non-binaries to be, per- you know, not have gender be perceived on them. But when people have bodies and they are, you know, plus size so they're fat or what have you how how what are your thoughts on that like I really want to pick your brain (laughs) yeah so for me I think that's another big reason why I don't correct people on their pronouns is because I got fat titties and I gotta show them off (laughs) yes yes like yes Yes. absolutely um (laughs) and so I think for me I've always dressed really femme but I think the biggest reason I've always dressed very femme is because I've always been fat but I've always had an hourglass figure so my entire life I have always been told like oh accentuate your waist hide your stomach Mm -hmm. uh accentuate your breasts accentuate your butt hide your thighs hide your shins all this stuff and so for a long time like growing up it was all about hiding my body and dressing for that and for me, that just meant dressing feminine. That meant a lot of skirts and dresses. That meant just a lot of low-cut tops. And, and low-cut tops are just normal tops uh, when you got an F-cut. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but I've always been really feminine. And now that I'm more comfortable in my gender identity, I have found it more freeing to dress in feminine clothing. I definitely feel like I'm kind of going through my Barbie era, like a lot of pink and a lot of like frilly stuff. And I like it. But at the same time, too, I mean, I wear jeans and a T-shirt every day because it's my work uniform. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sometimes it's just nice to break free of the monotony of the work uniform. Yeah. And and try to express yourself in a different way. Um, I definitely had a good goth phase, like an emo phase. And that was really hard to do when you were big and I think that especially in the 2000s because it was just like jinko jeans like Hot Topic didn't have shirts in my size because I was I was too big and it was just really frustrating so I was definitely alt when I was younger but now that I'm an adult I have come more into the modern like mainstream fashion Mm. but that's hard to do when you're fat too yeah because Torrid is not on trend yeah Torrid I can have a whole podcast about oh my god Okay, cool. Um, we'll schedule that. Because I got a lot of feelings about it. A uh, lot of feelings. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings, especially when it's towards any sort of holiday, because I, I, it just becomes party city for me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, I mean, I can totally relate. I I mean, I grew up in <laughs> a fundamentalist cult. Um, so a lot of a lot of the things that I taught was taught gender wise and in fashion was your body is only for your husband because you're going to marry a man because you know what else would you do because you're straight no matter what you think right and your body told you so yeah your body is only for procreating so why would you show it off why would you wear clothing that you know you would feel comfortable in a lot of you know we wore a lot of those freaking LuLaRoe dresses before they were LuLaRoe you know the shapeless moo's and you know that was kind of my I guess you know uniform and in a sense my whole life and I mean I also went through an emo phase which as a fat person was um, really difficult because so hard it's so hard to be an emo kid when you're fat you know hot topic at one time only went up to size 12 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so all I had was Torrid, and so then I was Femme Goth, and I never wanted to be Femme Goth. Yeah. They, it was ugh, every, corporate Femme Goth on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> everything, Awful. Like, everything had to have skulls and roses on it, and, you know, it just, when you're fat, there's also those those rules that you keep in your head of like, oh, well, if I'm fat, I can't have anything tight on my stomach or I can't, you know, yeah. I can't, you can't have- accentuate your body in ways that society would deem unflattering. Right. And I think that's also a thing being non-binary for myself is that I'm trying to remove those rules in my head. And I don't know mm-hmm. for you, if you read like magazines when you were in your teens, where, oh, yeah. where it would be like, wear this haircut for your face shape, wear these mm-hmm. clothes for your body shape, avoid these kinds of things. So in your head, you're thinking, these are bad. These are good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. And, and- I think- Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, I was just saying that a lot of things for fat people was bangs and flowy tops. And if I ever wear a flowy top again, (laughs) like if I ever wear a tunic top again, just take me out back. And me, I'm not doing it. I will say, I will say, and I know it's a controversial take, and I don't want you to stop being friends with me when I say this. I don't have a problem with the cold shoulder tops. I really don't. I have wow. shoulder tattoos. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Um, I don't think that they're the height of fashion. Yeah. But I'm not offended that people can see my shoulders. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with them. And that seems to be very controversial in the plus size fashion community. I, I feel guilty even saying it out loud. <laughs> I see myself out. <laughs> oh, I have feelings about cold shoulder tops, mostly because of trauma. <laughs> I understand. It was all we had for so long. How many cold shoulder top sunburns have you had? So many. I've had at least a dozen. Yeah, like so many. Because it was the only thing we were allowed to wear for so long is like tunics, cold shoulders. Like that mm-hmm. was it. And then the skinny jeans came out. And those were probably like not the best thing for yeah. me. Because now I can't wear pants that don't hug my ankles. <laughs> You know, and now it's so, and not to mention the price for plus size jeans. Get oh. out of here with that. I do not, uh, just the cost of jeans when you're big is. If I read another article that's like best jeans for your plus size figure, and if I see another article, I'm gonna send it to the moon and not click on it because unacceptable. I- all of them are gonna be three digits, like all of them. <laughs> oh Oh. and i and i hate it because i mean i like to use my tiktok i like i like kind of flying under the radar i never want to go viral i never want everyone i don't want to be on the other sides of tiktok if you know what i mean yeah i live in a bubble my head's in the sand and i'm comfortable here yeah i'm okay here but i do want my community to be you know to see fat bodies visible and this is how I represent my fat body. Um, and yeah. I like I like to showcase things other than jeans because um, I never liked wearing jeans. <laughs> and jeans are on their way out. Like, I'm out of style just for wearing jeans anyway. <laughs> like, I own a pair of joggers, but yeah. I still can't convince myself to wear them frequently. Yeah, I- well, that's the thing. It's like with emo culture, it was like if you are not wearing either, you know, brightly colored denim or black denim or like distressed denim, you know, all the things that came with like being emo, then like you were considered uncool or a poser or, you know, it was very gatekeeping. Definitely. And I I found myself wearing mostly men's clothes or you know men's skinny jeans because I couldn't fit into the hot topic (laughs) size 10 or size 12 that came in my small town mall yeah Um, know the feeling (laughs) but I will never forget my mom showed me the the magic of dyeing your jeans which I didn't think was a thing 
Um, but she is so crafty that she she found some jeans and was like, okay, you want, you know, sherbet colored, you know, jeans? Okay, here's dye. And I'm screaming, mom, you're so uncool. You're so uncool. But going through the process of like, you know, she'd put the bleach water in the bathtub and we bleached some jeans that I actually liked, I actually fit and, you know, what have you. And then taking it outside and working as a project, it seemed fun. And now that's all I like to do. And that's like how I like to DIY is just doing, doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, on a budget. that's awesome. That sounds like so much fun. Oh. <laughs> uh, that sounds like such an exciting, like, little arts and crafts project yeah. for little baby Collins. I love that. <laughs> <clears throat> that's so sweet. It's, it's healing my inner child, you know? <laughs> yes. That's the phase that I'm in, especially in my fashion. Yeah. I think because I lost my, I lost my childhood. I lost my adolescence to mental mm-hmm. illness, to abuse. And now that I'm an adult, now that I'm 29 years old, and I finally have, like, grown-up money, kind of, and... <laughs> just you know I'm a grown-up I'm 17 again like I wear whatever I wanted to wear when I was in high school I wear whatever the kids wear um I I keep saying no cap which I think the kids still say I don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it means like no lie but at the same time too lie and cap are the same length so I don't really know where they came up with no cap it's not like a shortened version um but they're <laughs> just keeping it hundred. <laughs> I see so, I'm trying so hard just, to be like hip with the kids and it just makes me feel so much older than I am. <laughs> What's so funny is I thought no cap was like no capital letters, like you know how like boomers speak in all capital letters. So I was thinking like <laughs> they do. <laughs> they're always yelling. I know they're always Google searching into their Facebook status and it just kills me. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the meringue pie recipe. <laughs> like. I always heart react and they're, you know, uh, they have no idea what that is. Because you're doing your um, best. <laughs> uh, so now that we're kind of in this liberation period and I'm really hoping for a queer renaissance and with everything going on with Roe v. Wade being overturned and now all of these bills coming out, where do you think queer culture, where do you think, you know, fat people and, you know, fat fashion and, you know, the inclusivity of it all, where do you think we're headed? I'm hoping in a more progressive direction, to be honest. Like, I'm hoping that especially after yesterday, um, which was, of course, when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, um, my state that I live in was the first state to enact a trigger law. Uh, I was the first state in the union to ban abortions. Like, it was Mm -hmm. scary. I woke up with less rights, and it happened so fast, it shocked me. But um, I'm hoping that it is the beginning of something bigger. Um, It's a revolution. It's women coming together. It's queer people coming together who uh, whose marriages and relationships may now be on the table Mm. it's um you know people with uteruses who aren't women um you know fighting for their own rights their own inclusivity and so all of us all all these queer people and all of these women coming together and hopefully fighting for change and fighting for goodness and fighting for progression is what i'm hoping for will that happen who knows um who knows i i i'm i live in a blue district and a red state so i really don't know uh, what's gonna happen but my hope is that with all of this coming together and fighting in solidarity and standing together for ourselves and our issues i think this would be a really interesting time to share our cultures too Mm. and so it would be a really interesting way to see this blending of different um queer cultures and and different nationalities and stuff coming together as well um different different groups of people coming together sharing culture sharing art sharing fashion um in a revolutionary very punk rock kind of way if you think about it yeah punk rock 
which hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> it's very punk rock and i'm really i'm really i'm hopeful i don't want to i don't want to say that in the wake of everything but i am hopeful um that enough people are mad that something good will happen mm-hmm. but i do not know how many more bad things will happen before we get there and that's the part that scares me mm. You summed up all of my thoughts there. <laughs> I mean, we're basically the same person. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, because I still am in community, at least a little bit on Facebook with people who, the people who are still in the fundamentalist cult that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, unfortunately... You know, I, I have a mother who's still kind of in that and still kind of of that mindset. And so seeing, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. Like, hello, you are <laughs> part of the problem, you know? It's coming uh, from inside the house. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I kind of see, for me, I'm hopeful that a lot of these people who are oppressive are kind of of that older generation and with time comes liver failure and uh, you know kidney failure <laughs> and <laughs> like that's a morbid way to say it you're not wrong <laughs> um and frankly that's what's gonna happen to all these like old white politicians anyway uh yeah. fuck them they can they can get caught that's fine yeah uh, i understand entirely However, I have seen a lot of like Gen Xers expressing the same opinion in this in this particular area. The boomers and the silent generation that raised them and mm-hmm. instilled those values in them are still here and are still loud. And they're still the minority, I feel. Yeah. Because I feel like overall the people who are being extra shitty right now are definitely of the older generation. And I I hate that it can be separated out that way um, as an indigenous person um, mm-hmm. where our elders are something that is so valuable to our culture. We're respecting yeah. our elders and valuing our elders. And then my elders turn around and fuck me. Like, how am I supposed to harbor all of these positive? Oh, they're going to teach us about our culture. Like, no, they're not. My, my, my Cherokee elders are in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And my elders here in my community are fucking assholes mm. so it's such a it's such a <sighs> difficult thing to 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 kind of wrap your head around yeah i feel like because um yeah fuck old people yeah i, I mean <laughs> just fucking everything up for us man yeah i mean my parents my my dad uh was born in 1950 and my mom okay. was born in 55 so my parents are older they had me and my younger brother later in life and which I mean I have older siblings as well so you know they're half siblings and all of that but yeah needless to say you know things that I'm seeing their opinions their beliefs all the things you know feeling like they're on the wrong side of history where I mean, we saw, I mean, in history books, we didn't physically see it, but, you know, being on the wrong side of history in the 1960s, in the 1970s, you know, right. people against, you know, you know, abolishing segregation. And I feel like that's, that's the American dream for a lot of people is to resegregate us and, you know, to really you know, take away the rights of marginalized people for whatever cause and whatever power they think that they exhibit. And, you know, it's always related to video games to me where... Love that. Where Love the, further, that. the further you go along in games, right? Mm-hmm. The more desperate the main boss is, right? The, right, the, exactly. The bigger tricks they tried to pull, the, you know... The distractions. More difficult. Mm-hmm. Right? But Increased difficulty. 
Right. But it always is, you know, they say it's always darkest before the dawn. And I relate that to video games. We were just watching <laughs> yesterday um, the playthrough of Sonic 3, which, you know, Sonic is a huge, huge uh, <laughs> thing in our house. Um, Love it. My partner has played through all of the Sonic games in the last few months because... Oh, gosh. Because of the new one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But seeing the, you know, remastering of these games and we were just watching um, Sonic 3 and that, that was the whole thing of the whole premise of the video game is, yes, it's Sonic versus Robotnik, but like Dr. Robotnik is just sending all of his like goons like oh you want to get me here come touch me oh no here's here's my goon so you're almost getting to the end and you you know that eliminating this thing would solve everything but you're just being thrown here's you know <laughs> here's you know repealing Roe vs. Wade here's you know don't say gay bills here's all these levels of things but we know that our main goal is equality for the marginalized. Right. And if That's we a really good like metaphor. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good metaphor. I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. My brain is metaphors. That's just kind of how I um, relate to things or put things in perspective rather. I but... like that. Yeah, that's definitely it makes sense because it's just you're right. It's just it's Mitch McConnell. He's the problem. Yeah. No, yeah. it, but overall, yeah, it's it's these these elected officials with no term limits. It's and then all of their cronies beneath them. I mean, I'm from Missouri, right? So we've got Eric Greitens, we've got Josh Hawley. Like these men do not represent St. Louis and Kansas City, and that's it. They represent yeah. everyone else, which is kind of bull. <clears throat> um, but oh, and Columbia, Columbia is also very blue. But mm. other than that, everybody here is very red, and um. It's like, yeah, if we eliminate all these old guys who have been here forever and have been hindering progress, sure, whatever. But now we've got their cronies below them. I've got Josh Hawley to deal with. I got Eric Bright, and he's like, I gotta, watching him get kicked out of office was one of the happiest days of my <laughs> life. It was so funny. So <sighs> funny. And then he reared his ugly head recently. And I said, Eric Greitens, baby. Put the gun down. You're done. You're done. You're done. But I mean, Josh Hawley's scum too. So, and he's, but he's a young guy. He's going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Unless our youth can do something. I feel like the youth is really where it's at now. You and I are kind of that moderate, that middle age gap here between, like, I know I hate to say it, but we're that middle age gap between, like, people yeah. who were raised by boomers and silent generation like they were they're very conservative in their beliefs even even if they're liberal they're still very conservative in their financial beliefs right um, and then you got the super young kids you know still in high school fresh out of high school who are just like anarchy yeah eat the rich and i said okay absolutely i'm a little yeah. too old to eat the rich i don't think i could be on the front lines of the revolution i do have arthritis um <laughs> but you know what i will share your little memes on facebook yeah what i will do because that's how i can help <laughs> yeah i feel I'm it too old i feel like i'm too old to make a change but too young to be heard yeah and it's just <sighs> Well, but you know what? It's not forever, right? It's not. And I'm going to I'm going to keep being just as fucking loud and I know you are as well. So. Oh yeah, unapologetic. I know I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> but sometimes people do deserve to get god, honestly. There are some people who just need to be told to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any final thoughts as we are wrapping down um regarding queer culture, regarding the decisions that were made yesterday oh, i have a lot of thoughts <laughs> i feel like i feel like we only scratch the surface of the thoughts that i have um because you yeah. know i got that adhd brain too so i can talk <laughs> forever about this stuff oh my god frankly i just feel like right now is such a unique time for everyone alive who has been living through you know 
wars and pandemics and recessions and all these once in a lifetime horrific events that keep happening over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And it can be really frustrating and it can be really heartbreaking and it can be difficult to deal with, especially when you are also battling internally with your own identity, with your own queerness, with your own fatness in a society that doesn't value queerness and fatness. But I think it's important for people like you and I who are comfortable in ourselves, who are exploring our identities, who are willing to be vulnerable um, to provide a good influence and to show people that you are queer enough, you are good enough, you are beautiful the Mm -hmm. way you are and love your fat body and love your queerness. And if you don't, then I'm going to come find you and I'm going to come, I'm going to come make you love yourself. That's it. (laughs) I'm gonna That's make you love yourself. Uh, right, we're gonna we we're gonna have a we're gonna have a whole day. We're gonna dress up however you want. We'll watch a movie. Yeah. We'll go to the mall. It'll be fun. It'll best day um, ever. Absolutely. It's just <laughs> it's. I know things are really tough right now, and I know that things are getting seeming to get out of hand. But there are still plenty of people who are passionate about the same things that you and I are passionate about, that the listeners mm-hmm. are passionate about and good things can come from that too. It just might be scary for a while. Oh, well, we will be the light in the darkness for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Where, where can people find you on social media? Um, I am xkailina, X-K-A-I-A-L-I-N-A at Instagram and TikTok. I'll put all the links down below. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, thank you for having me, Collins. You're just the best. Like, you're just <laughs> a, a light in the darkness. No, you. No, you. <laughs> TikTok really said for you, Paige. And I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. That's, Absolutely. That's what I can't believe doing. I showed up on your FYP. That makes me feel very popular right now. I feel it like was, hot shit. Hell yeah. I mean, if anything, it was, I mean, your cute little crocheted um headband things to oh i'm still making yours right now by the way perfect i'm into it um or <laughs> the fact that i also wear a choker um yeah and i never remove <laughs> oh no yeah i've been wearing the same one i think this one now for like a week it's <laughs> my comfort item ah uh, yes that's what these adhd people they they know those comfort items gotta have them absolutely well thank you have a wonderful saturday and um i hope that you are blessed today thank you cons i hope the same for you all right bye bye thank you again to kaya for coming on to the podcast remember you can find us over at patreon patreon.com slash calls it's one dollars five dollars to ten dollars your donation does help support the podcast it keeps the lights on it keeps a bag of treats in (laughs) penny's mouth so she's not barking i just thank you so much for your constant support even just liking sharing and subscribing to the podcast it means the absolute world to me that i can share stories like kaya's and just be relatable content that is needed for times like this so thank you so much be blessed this week i will be back in a couple days i know that i'm a little bit behind on my podcast but we'll be back and we'll be doing more interviews so if this is something you like please let me know go over to coffeewithcollins.com send us your input And I can't wait to see you next time. Remember, do no harm, but take no shit. Bye.